so now that we move into our summer season, where we'll be having a minchamar of uh, God willing uh, regularly, so I figured we'll do something which is, uh, allows us to do something a little bit more substantial now in the, uh, the summer. Although Mondays and Wednesdays I still have a conflict with, uh, with class, but still we'll have uh, many other days that we'll be able to learn. <clears throat> and I thought about Reb Chaim Kohn just recently came out with a sefer. It's a wonderful sefer, but it's about 500 pages, and that may be a little ambitious for the summer. <laughs> between between Mincha Marv. And then I remembered that uh, my, one of my other uh, friends, not my friend, but one of my friends who's uh, part of uh, BHI, so he put out a number of years ago a kuntras for somebody else about um, basic business halacha, not choshemish, but basic business halacha. And they, uh, they named it is Nasasa Vinasata Bemuna, the question which we're asked at the end of our, our lives. Uh, whether or not we were honest in business, and he divided it into two parts, what he calls maso mastan behalacha, making sure that you do halacha, business, uh, according to, you do your business according to halacha, and then he says maso matan bemuna to make sure that you do it faithfully, where he brings down from Musa's farm and Chassidish's farm, things related to the halachas which were, uh, which were studied. So I figured we could at least uh, start off with that, see how that goes. He's got about... Uh, 13 sections or so. The first one is called Kabbalos Maus Lemischar, business financing. But we'll see how that, uh, how that goes. Hopefully everybody will, uh, will enjoy. Okay, so he says, Aser Lignov, uh, it's prohibited to steal, meaning Lignov, defined as where you take somebody else's money without them realizing that you took it, like you pickpocket them, or if you go ahead and you do gezela, which technically is that's when you go ahead and mug somebody and you take it from them directly, forcefully, and you're aware of the fact that they're taking your money. So both geneva and gezela are aser. Even to take the slightest amount is aser. Even if you do it as a joke. And even if you do it as a joke, to pay the, you intend to pay the guy back, it's still going to be aser. What does that have to do with us? V'lachain, therefore, kabbalas halva benesinas meida shaker. If I go ahead and I secure from, from you a loan by giving you false information, I falsify whatever my records are, I falsify what the investment is going to be, all, whatever the, the issue is. V'aideha emes, and had you, the investor, known the truth, loyem kabbalas halva, you never would have given me the money in the first place. That's considered to be stealing with the intention to repay, and that is something which is which is aser. Besides the fact that it's Geneva's das, but to take your money under false pretenses, where if you knew the truth, you wouldn't have given me the money, so that is a form of gazela, and that is not allowed. Then he says, Now let's say I tell you that I'm going to use the money to uh, purchase uh, some real estate, whatever it is. I, I, I give you that, uh, that information ahead of time. Then, So I'm not allowed to go ahead and use that money for a different project, as much as I think the second project will be more successful, and I could end up making you more money, but it's also for me to go ahead and change that money, re- uh, divert it to a different investment, if the assumption is that if the lender, the investor, knew that I was diverting the money to a different investment rather than the one that I gave him, he wouldn't agree to do it. So anytime it's, it's assumed, it's safely assumed, that the investor would not want the money to be in this second investment. He wanted it to be in the one that he was told about, so that's also going to be usher. 
Beprat, and certainly, in Kabbalah Samos, Haisa Betoris, Iska, Veshutfus. If the money which I received was a business investment, not just a loan, but a business investment, or it was a partnership that we were forming, so it's Asr for the recipient of that money to change whatever the agreement was, and any of those types of deviations which rise to that level would be, uh, would be Gezel. One more halacha, says just to finish off this idea. And let's say I received for money from you, whatever amount it is, for a particular investment. And I actually did, I did something wrong by using it for a second investment. I put it somewhere else rather than where I told you. So now there's, not only was it us to do in the first place, but there's going to be consequences depending on what happens from that second investment. Im hifsid, if I put the money in a second investment and it lost, the principal is lost, so I would have to suffer the entire loss. You don't have to share any of that loss whatsoever because the same thing if I stole money from you. So the fact that the money got stolen from me or I lost that money after I stole it from you, that doesn't exempt me from liability. I stole from you and therefore I have to pay you back. So if I lied about the investment, I'm fully responsible for it. And even if it's an onus, why the uh, second investment didn't work, you still get Paid fully. Vimir Viach, however, in the event that the second investment actually proves profitable, so I can not only return to you your principal, but then there's also some profit which was generated, then halach is haravach lemsa, then you and I are going to share equally that. Uh, that uh, uh, that uh, that profit. So you cannot lose. If I go ahead and take the money and put it into a different investment, you cannot lose. And if, there's, if there is a profit which is ultimately generated, so then you would share in that profit as well. So your standing is pretty much protected unless I go off to the Bahamas or the Caymans or something like that, and you never see or hear from me again. So that we'll talk about that. He's going to get to eventually later about minias hap minias ravach. What exactly the consequences of that are? That's a little bit more complex. Yeah. If, if uh, an organization uh, raised money for a building fund, they couldn't use it for everyday expenses because that's switching. So that's also that's an interesting question about what people actually assume the building fund does. It actually mean ju- is it reserved just for the building, or it's known that that goes into just operating expenses and eventually we'll get to a building. So there's, you know, that, that depends on uh, exact circumstances and what type of organization it is and things like, like that. But that happens. I, I know people who are waiting for bookshelves to be built in their shul 20 years later. <laughs> when the shul had built it 20 years ago, they gave money specifically for that purpose, and they still haven't been built. <laughs> happens. Okay. Okay.